Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to be with us tonight. And this is, what is it, April 19th, 2020. Good to have you. And we've got a bunch of people texting me already. You can be part of this program. The simplest way is to text me. I can't take any phone calls here in the studio. 701-290-7862. That's 701-290-7862. Just going to mention... I do get people texting me from all over the country, and sometimes they'll text me uh, questions that really they should have their pastor answer. And just kind of warn you, if if I don't answer your question, uh, sometimes it's because you're already an apostolic, sounds like you've got a good pastor, and really uh, that's not any of my business. So some of those questions about uh, some of the personal things of God in your walk with God, uh, those are questions I'm going to leave to your pastor. We uh, are broadcasting live from KDIX AM radio station in Dickinson, North Dakota. This radio station, this radio broadcast is also being picked up by, Ho- by Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And I have been negligent 
about downloading all my past episodes to Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. There's a, on Holy Ghost Radio, you can hear the podcasts of the Tell It Like It Is show if Pastor Bob would upload them. Well, I haven't, and it's because I don't know how to do it. All right. My, my trusty, uh, uh, helper Abe has, uh, since been married and is on a long honeymoon, apparently. And so we'll get those done eventually, Brother Duran with Holy Ghost Radio. I know he could help me if I would just do it. We are having all kinds of people text me tonight. Let me just say this. To start the program out, we're going to pray for a Brother Rose in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. Sounds like he's been in the hospital seven days. I don't know Brother Rose, but he is a faithful listener to this broadcast. Lord Jesus, we ask you to touch Brother Rose. I don't know the details of his sickness, but God, you do, and we pray tonight as a listening audience, that you'll touch him and heal him and bring him out of this hospital. We just pray in Jesus' name. We've got uh, Dave, my friend, one-armed Dave in Fargo listening, probably with his wife, Lauren. Uh, We've got quite a bit of history together. He and I met in a county jail a few years ago. Brother Griffith, uh, Dave and Lauren are out in Fargo. We've got uh, Brother Griffith listening, Great Falls, Montana, my good friend, Dale Jones, a um, preacher and a uh, man of God listening in Minneapolis. He and his wife Sue are dear friends of ours. Carl and his wife Jeannie are listening in Michigan tonight. We've got um, the Lomans and the, um, let's see, the Lomans, the Belfield Lomans and the Gulva Lomans are listening. I wonder if they're in Belfield or Gulva. We've got, uh, let's see, who else listening tonight? Uh, the Schulers listening in Grafton, North Dakota. We've got some Woodses listening in Beulah tonight. We've got, um, I want to say hello to Sister Bretts and Sister Norma. These are two older ladies that go to our church lately with the coronavirus. They haven't been attending, which we definitely um, understand. And we've encouraged, we do have our regular services. I may talk about that a little bit during the broadcast, but we have encouraged the elderly not to come because the coronavirus is deadly, especially to the health compromised and the elderly. So we've encouraged some in those categories not to come. Um, and so, um, but anyway, hello to them. I'm glad they're listening tonight. We've got Jody, Malachi, Skyly, Evely, or Evely listening in Harvey. It's the Belfield. They're listening in Belfield, those Lomans. We've got, uh, a guy named Guy and uh, his friend named Brian listening up in the Minot area. Uh, Justin and his dad, Dick, are listening in Galva tonight. Uh, we've got Greg listening from Mesa, Arizona. And um, Sister Becky listening in Belfield. Uh, we've got um, some more Woodses t- tuning in, listening tonight. I think I covered them all. I didn't look at my emails. But anyway, if you want to be part of the program... Seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. The last programs I haven't given out my numbers quite as much, just because there's been a little bit of heat here in in Dickinson because we've continued to hold our church services at the New Life Pentecostal Church, and some people didn't like that that we were doing that, and so we were getting some people that some people that were angry, a lot of people that were supporting us, and even new visitors in church and so on. But but I um, you know I I'm not looking for um, you know, people to text me and hate me and so on. So that's kind of why I wasn't doing that. I I will tell you this, that if you attend our church, our next service is Wednesday night at 730, you, you will find that we are being North Dakota smart. We have a sanitation station at the front of the church where you can um, disinfect your hands. And then we've asked no handshaking, no hugging. Uh, we've tried to keep the crowd distanced. We've moved our chairs apart we our church will seat a lot of people but right now we've with all those we've got several people that have decided to listen from home we have you can listen on the mixler app and so you can listen from home for those that have decided not to come and we definitely have encouraged them and backed them that's there's two ways to look at this thing but there's also a a large group of people still coming to our church that want to come to church and we've uh, made that available also. And so we're holding our regular services, our Sunday morning services, our Wednesday evening services. We're still holding those services, and we are taking precautions, And um, just like any other business is doing right now. 
So don't get mad at her church. If you're not mad at Menards, if you're not, not, not mad at Walmart, if you're not mad at any of the other businesses that are open that are trying to um, protect people from the virus, even though they're open, that's exactly what our church is doing. And I just wanted you to know that. I'm not being defensive, but I'm just telling you that that I got a really neat call Friday morning from our county sheriff that basically uh, told me that, Pastor Bob, you know, we're backing you. You have a right to do this. And if you have any trouble or hassle, just let our department know. And I thought, well, isn't that nice? And uh, we have a great county sheriff, but I just really appreciated that phone call. It, he didn't say uh, one way or the other whether he agreed with what we were doing as far as holding services, but he felt like that we have a right to do that as a church and that he was backing us and would watch, and he has our back on that. So I appreciate that. And so I said all that. I took a lot of time saying that. But the uh, I want to get into the Word of God tonight, and I just want to thank you for listening, all the people uh, Joe in Arkansas just texted. Good to have Joe listening. And uh, 701-290-7862. This is a live broadcast. If you're hearing it on April 19th, uh, we come we come on the air at 8.06 Mountain Time. We go to 9.06 Mountain Time. That's our program. I'm going to read one verse in Acts chapter 13, 22, and dive right into this. This is Paul's preaching in Antioch, and he's talking about David. And in verse 22, it says, And when he had removed him, he had removed Saul, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. And then you're going to notice talking about David again. In verse 37 of Acts 13, Paul said, uh, oh, excuse me, not in verse 37, but in verse... Let's see, verse 36. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers. The Living Bible of verse 36 says that after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors. And I want to talk about this tonight. Now, these verses in Acts 13, Paul also talked about Jesus, who this psalm, psalm, um, this psalm that was quoted here, Psalm 16, this was the psalm that was talking about David, but also a prophecy of Jesus. And Saul or uh, Paul of Tarsus said, uh, no, it wasn't just David he was talking about, because David did die and his body decayed. But the promise in Psalm 16 was in reference to Jesus, who never decayed. He died but rose again. But there is a similarity between David and Jesus that I want to bring to your attention tonight. Both of them served their purpose when they walked this earth. David, God found a man after his own heart, but that's not all God found. He found a man which would fulfill all God's will. And then after he had fulfilled God's will, in verse 36 of Acts 13, he said that David, after he had done the will of God, in his own generation, he died and was buried. We read in John chapter 12, where Jesus is speaking, in verse starting in verse 24, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, and bringeth, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now, Jesus said in verse 27, Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. And... Jesus was a man with a mission. He was truly God, but he was also truly man. The the um, flesh of Jesus was not God. The spirit that was in Jesus was the Father himself. That's why when it says God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, over and over the Bible teaches there's only one God, even the Father. The Father was in Jesus bringing the world 
back to himself. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God, the invisible Father. That's who Jesus is. And Jesus, when he came to this earth as a man, was a man with a mission. He came into the world for a particular purpose. His mission was to seek and to save the lost. His mission was to destroy the works of Satan. And his mission was to purchase back something that had been lost because of sin. That word redemption means that. He redeemed us. He bought us back. This radio show tonight is not about David or Jesus. It's about you and I. Serving God's, we we need to find God's purpose in our life and to do it. That is why we're here. God has a plan for our individual lives, each one of us. Every single person has a purpose, a reason to exist in the hour that they live. And I'm going to just say it right up front, and I'm going to repeat it in many different ways. There are many people right now worried about the coronavirus. They're worried about dying. They're worried about this virus. They think this virus, and this is not true, but they think that they're going to, that people get it and just drop dead. That's what they think. Now, we know that's not true. We, we know it's a very bad flu. It's killing a lot of elderly people and some that are not elderly. But mostly elderly and health compromised, that's true. And that and I'll stand by that, it is true. But I'm gonna tell you that this fear of this virus is that's this virus is sad for those who it kills. But I'll tell you something sadder yet. Our individuals that are living a life without a reason without purpose. No wonder. If you're living a life without purpose, then this life is all you have. Not only did David, the Bible say, have a purpose for his life, but he had a purpose for his generation. We, when you know your purpose, you know that you're in the right place at the right time. There's a uh, man listening to me night tonight that um, he pat, he goes to a church. We're starting a couple daughter works here in our area, one in Bowman, one in Beach, and both uh, both churches have some fine people in them. The one in Beach at this time, the the room we were meeting in is not available to us now at the Beach Community Center because of the threat of the coronavirus, and so they're meeting in a home right now. The one in Bowman. Uh, meets right on Main Street in Bowman. Well, this this um, uh, man that goes to our beach daughter work told me the other day, he said, I feel called to this area to help get this church started and get this church going. I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to embarrass him, but I that made me feel so good. Because, see, this isn't about just preachers going to a city to start a church. Preachers aren't the only ones in life that have a purpose. What about the people that go to these churches? Like when we moved to Dickinson many years ago, it's 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago, I felt like we would see a Pentecostal church of 500 people here in Dickinson. And we are well on our way to seeing that. We we have a building now that will hold 500 people. We are seeing it happen. But I'm going to tell you this. This dream, this goal, this purpose in my life, one of the reasons I'm alive, was also caught by that dream, that burden was caught by others that feel exactly the same way. I happen to be the pastor but I'm not the only one with purpose. We all have a purpose. And we need to find what our purpose is and to live it out. My, you know, when I was 20 years old, I did not have a purpose. I didn't know who Jesus was. I didn't have a walk with God. I thought I was alive just to have pleasure, to be entertained, to uh, survive. Maybe like a, like a higher form of animal. 
I'm afraid that's the what a lot of people are living. That's why so many people are depressed right now because of this virus that's keeping them in their house. Because their purpose was this life, this existence, not a life beyond this one. And I'm going to just say this, I pity those people who are living for this life only. Uh, You that have texted me in the past that are atheists or agnostics, I hope you're listening tonight. And maybe you don't want my pity, but I pity you to think that you're going to just live your life and just die and there was no reason for your existence at all? I, I pity the people that are fearing and agonizing the virus rather than wondering what their purpose in this life is. Maybe they're fearing their retirement that's gone in the stock market. Maybe there are people that are suicidal because they thought they had their their retirement all set up in the stock market. I had some money in the stock market. I don't even want to look at what it is. It's probably a third of what it was. You know, my wife and I, we're 61 years old. We, we've been trying to put some money away, trying to, you know, so people don't have to take care of us. And some of that money's been in the stock market. Like I said, I don't know, I don't know how much money I lost. I really don't know. But I will tell you this, that's not the reason I'm alive. The only thing we should fear is to fear that we wouldn't live our life fulfilling the purpose, the mission that God's given us. You know, this this um you know, this radio show tonight is I, I feel passionate about it. I do. I, I feel like, you know, this this idea that that I'm gonna die and and being so afraid of it. You know, let, let me just I I've got so much here. I've got so many so much more than I preached about. I'm preaching about some of the same things I talked about in our church service this morning. But there's so much more that I have tonight that I want to share with you. But in in Acts chapter 13, talking about David, I want to just read it again in verse 36. It says this. It said, For David, after he had served his generation by the will of God, he died. After he fulfilled the reason that he was born, he died. It doesn't get any better than that, folks. You're going to die anyway. Why not die? Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. I'm going to take a little break and just kind of collect my thoughts. I want to say hi to to Sister Yvonne down in Bowman, listening tonight. What a sweet lady she is. So thoughtful to us, my wife and I. She sent us a nice Easter card. Appreciate that. Um, 701-290-7862. I find my refuge in the Lord. He's going to see me through.
Pastor Bob is kind of slowly coming back. And hello to Nick down in Louisiana. Good to have Nick listening. We've got a bunch of Ramseys listening tonight. Uh, let's see here. People texting me. We've got a lady named Lisa Gingrich listening to Michigan, and she's got a husband named Phil who really, really misses her. And um, <laughs> he, he came out here to work, and if he leaves, going to go back to Michigan. He, I don't know if he'll be able to come back to North Dakota. Things are crazy here. Uh, we've got, uh, but good to have them both listening. Uh, who sings that song that's playing right now? This is Brother Paul from Wapaton. That is that is an old Lance Appleton song. You want me to play some more of that later? I will. I'll play some. I'll play some more Lance Appleton. I did bring him a guitar in the studio. I just don't know if I'm going to have time to play. Maybe at the end I'll sing a song or something. We've got um, Tell It Like It Is show, Pastor Bob, New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. You are listening to a live broadcast if you're listening to it on April 19th, 2020. We're talking about that God has called us as for a time such as this, that we have a purpose, a reason to exist. And that is, um, without that, there's no reason to live. There's no reason to live. All through the Bible, we read of people that had purpose. We read of uh, Moses. In, he, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about Moses, Hebrews chapter 11. It talked about how Moses had a choice. Moses possibly could have become the next pharaoh of Egypt, according to the scripture. He could have, he probably did for the early part of his life, live a life of luxury, ease, privilege, uh, the the most uh, affluent society in the world at this time certainly was Egypt, and Moses was the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It's a long story, but he he just found himself in a great spot, according to this world. But it wasn't the purpose that Moses was born for. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.24 that when he got older, he refused to be called the son of of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses had a choice, and he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than take that easy way that he could have taken. You see, finding and living God's purpose in our life is a choice. But it's the to, to do it is the greatest choice that you'll ever do. Jesus in John chapter 4 was weary and hungry. He sent his disciples away to a city to get some food while he stayed out by a well, just to just to relax. He was just he was wore out. A lady came to this well, and Jesus began to minister to this lady. And before it was all over, this lady was convinced that he was the Messiah. She ran back into the city to to get tell a whole bunch of people about it. In the meantime, Jesus's disciples came with the food. Said, here, Master, here's the food. And Jesus wasn't hungry anymore, and they couldn't figure out why. And this is what Jesus said I have meat to eat that you know not of. What was Jesus saying? There is a fulfillment in our purpose of living our life to spread the gospel, to tell of a plan of salvation that can take people to heaven, no matter how good they are or no matter how bad they are, they all need the Acts 2.38 message of repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Those two things work together for the remission, the forgiveness of sins. And then the gift of the Holy Spirit is still being poured out today just like it was on the day of Pentecost. This Acts 2.38 message, to spread this message, to teach your children this message, to have your children and grandchildren grow up knowing this message, 
is the greatest reason to live that there is. And if you're just living to make a living, and and if you're just living for pleasure, and if you're just living for entertainment, I feel bad for you. Because there's no future in living for today. There is no future in living for today. I didn't make that up. That's in a song I heard. So Moses had distractions, but he chose to live the purpose that he was supposed to live. Esther, Queen Esther, she was chosen to be the queen because of her great beauty. But there came a time where she had to defend the Jewish people. And this defending of the Jewish people could go haywire on her. It could backfire on her. If she did this and the king didn't accept what she was doing, she could be killed. And her uncle Mordecai came to her and said, Esther, you've got to go speak to the king about this. And she said, well, that's not the way you do this. And Mordecai told her, he said, he said, uh, if you don't say anything, God can bring deliverance to the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will be destroyed. And then he said this, who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knoweth? Esther, your reason to exist was to save the Jewish people from destruction. God gave you your great beauty and put you in the position that you were to fulfill his will. But she had a choice, and she chose to do what was right. She told Mordecai, Mordecai, tell everybody you can. Go on a fast for me without food or water for three days. And I'll tell my maidens to do the same. And if I die, I die. We need to bring our life into the place where God's plan is fulfilled. You know, uh, Winston Churchill once said this, there comes a special moment in everyone's life, a moment for which that person was born. That special opportunity, when he seizes it, will fulfill his mission, a mission for which he is uniquely qualified. In that moment, he finds greatness. It is his finest hour. What is your purpose? Why are you alive? Like when it's, you know, when I was 20 years old, I, I was a very selfish young man. I was married. I had a little baby boy. I was also a drug user. And that drug use and alcohol use has to do with selfishness. Uh, Pure and simple, that's it. If you have an addiction to drugs, if you have an addiction to alcohol, you're really addicted to selfishness. I'll stand behind that um, with everything I have. You don't take drugs to make everybody else better. You don't take drugs to help the... Your society, you take drugs because it makes you feel better. That's why. And that's why you drink. And it has to do with selfishness. And I know that because I was living that way. My goals in life were very simple. Like I say, I was married. I had a baby. I wanted to own a 68 Jaguar convertible with a V12. And I wanted to own a head shop. That was a shop that sold music and marijuana pipes and uh, things that went along with it. That was my dream in life. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to open up my own business and do that. But when I was 20 years old, I also began to think of some very morbid thoughts. Because I thought if if I achieve my goals, and they weren't very high goals, I admit that. But if I achieve my goals, someday I'm just going to be dead. And what good is it going to do me? And it was that type of thinking that brought me to this idea that there's got to be more. 
There's got to be something else. There's got to be more than just living and dying. There's got to be more than just, uh, you know, just existing. And it was that kind of thinking that brought me to Jesus. You know, uh, let's see, where is that song? Uh, I'm going to sing a song. I hope my kids aren't listening tonight. This, uh, when I learned to play the guitar, when I, when I turned 30, I wrote a list of several things I wanted to do before I was 40, and one of them was to learn to play the guitar. And so in my early 30s, I would sit around after supper with my guitar and play and sing. And this Stephen Curtis Chapman song, I decided I'm going to learn to play it. It had a lot of chords in it. And so I decided to learn to play it. And I played it so much that it became banned from the Simons household. Nobody uh, would allow me to sing it. So if my kids are listening tonight, shut your ears because I'm going to give it a whirl. But there is more to this life. Today I watched in silence as people passed me by. And I strained to see if there was something hidden in their eyes. But they all look back at me as if to say, life just goes on. The old familiar story told in different ways. Make the most of your own journey from the cradle to the grave. Dream your dreams tomorrow because today life just goes on. But there's more to this life, living and dying, more than just trying to make it through the day. More to this life, more than these eyes alone can see, and there's more than this life alone can be. Tonight he lies in silence, staring into space. He looks for ways to make tomorrow better than today. But in the morning light it looks the same. Life just goes on. He takes care of his family. He takes care of his work. And every Sunday morning he takes his place at the church. But somehow he still feels the need to search. Life just goes on. But there's more to this life, living and dying, more than just trying to make it through the day. More to this life, more than these eyes alone can see, and there's more than this life alone can be. So where do we start to find every part? Of what makes this life complete If we turn our eyes to Jesus we find Life's true beginning is there at the cross Where He died, He died To bring us more to this life than Living and dying more than just trying to make it through the day. More to this life. More than these eyes alone can see. And there's more than this life alone can be. Ha. More to this life. And there is more to this life than just living and dying and surviving. And if you're one of those people tonight that is just so afraid of this virus. I want you to know that you need to turn your eyes upon Jesus and the purpose that he has for your life. You know, um, I read a story here just before I came into the studio. Uh, it happened many, many years ago. An express package came from England to, to a South African town the, the man to whom the box was uh, consigned refused to pay the delivery charges. And so for 14 years, this box was used as a footstool in the post, postal office. 
The person that the, the box was supposed to go to, he eventually died, and later the box was put up at an auction with other unclaimed articles. Out of curiosity, a man bid a really low price and got the box. And when he opened it, he found, greatly to his surprise, that there were several, several thousand pounds silver in English banknotes. Several thousand pounds sterling in English banknotes. And he had a considerable fortune. Now, why did I tell that story? Because I believe that in refusing to find your purpose, why you're here, that you are missing the greatest treasure, the greatest fulfillment in your life. You know, I jokingly say that my goal in life is to have the biggest funeral in history. That's my goal. (laughs) And I'm just kind of joking, but kind of not. When I die, I want there to be a reason that I lived. I don't want to leave my kids a bunch of money. I don't want to leave them a bunch of fancy things. But I want to leave my kids a legacy of Acts 2.38 truth. And not only my kids, but I want to influence others. If you come to our church, or if you're listening to this radio show, don't be under any illusion. Pastor Bob is trying to influence you. Absolutely, I'm trying to influence you. That's what my goal is. That's my reason to exist. If your reason to exist is to see who wins the Super Bowl, if there is ever a Super Bowl, I feel really sad for you. If your reason to exist is to become a rock star or actor or an actress, if that's the reason you live, you're setting your sights kind of low. You're selling yourself kind of cheap. I read about a missionary in the West Indies uh, many years ago. I mean, we're talking about like the 1700s, I think. And he wanted to have access to preach the gospel to the natives that lived in the West Indies. The natives that lived there were slaves. And they were kept at work all day long. And at night, they were so weary and exhausted, they wouldn't listen to his preaching. And so finally, what he did, this missionary did, he made a drastic move. He sold himself as a slave to one of the plantation owners. And he was driven out with all the slaves every day in the fields to work. And here and there at odd moments, he had an opportunity to talk to the natives. And though he lost his life, the way Jesus said, for the gospel's sake, he found it. When I read stories like that, I'm thinking, this is so cool. This is so awesome. This man sold himself into slavery to reach slaves. In one of my Bibles, one of my first Thompson Chain Bibles I ever had, and in several of my Bibles, actually, I wrote a quote in the front of that Bible that I always wanted to see. There was a missionary named Jim Elliott who was killed for what he was doing for the mission that he, people that he was helping. And the morning of his death, the morning that some people attacked the camp where he and his helper were staying, He had written in his journal that morning these words. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Let me say it again. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. You see, finding your purpose in life, that's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. Boy, a lot of people are texting me. Um, I, I think a lot. Good to have everybody. If you want to text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I was reading of another missionary. He was, um, he was kidnapped by, um, uh, some Algerian pirates back in 1641. 
He was captured with 120 other Englishmen, and he was put to work with a bunch of slaves um, in Algiers. A period of time went by, and this man began to preach to all the other slaves. One of his brothers found out where he was, a brother that had a lot of money that lived in England, and he he paid the ransom for this guy whose last name was Spratt. And and the order for his release. The fellow slaves were rejoiced with tears at his good fortune, but Spratt refused to accept the ransom and remained until he died a slave among slaves, that he might continue to comfort those whom God had brought to Christ through him. I'm talking about our purpose in life. Our purpose in life. I'm going to play a song just to read my text and then kind of wrap up this program. I might play, I'm going to play a song. Uh, we're talking about some Lance, old Lance Appleton stuff. See if you guys like this one. It's called Feet on the Rock. I got Jesus in my heart and salvation in my soul. It's a long road. Yes, it's a long road. Well, it might be a long road, but I'll make it to the city someday. Now, don't tell me no story about reincarnation. I've never seen a holy cow look anything like my Lord. There's just one rebirth and there ain't no imitation Yes, you can have it today It doesn't matter who you are You just got to get your feet on the rock Your name on the roll You get Jesus in your heart and salvation in your soul Take the long road Yes, you take the long road Well, it might be a long road, brother But you make it to the city someday Salt Lake City Yeah, they got a good choir But listen, brother, that is not the place The place of my salvation Is just outside Jerusalem Yes, and there's more than just a lake There's oceans of His saving grace I'm glad I got my feet on the rock Got my name on the roll I've got Jesus in my heart and Lance Appleton stuff. 
Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota tonight. Good to have you with us. Thank you for everybody that's communicated with me. We've got about 10 minutes left in the program. It is seven minutes to nine in Dickinson. And some of you, it's a lot later than that. So hopefully uh, I don't put you to sleep. But uh, (laughs) I just want to give you a little uh, heads up. We have a Pentecostal church in Bowman, North Dakota, right on Main Street. Meets Thursday night, 7.30. Sunday mornings, is it 10 o'clock? Brother Seth, are you listening? Oh, I should have that. How come I don't have that right written down? Anyway, I'll find that answer out for you. We also have a um, a service going in Beach, but right now the building we were using we cannot use, so it's meeting in a home. And that is, uh, if you want that, text me, and I will get you the information of the pastor there. Of course, my text number I've been giving out all through the radio show, 701-290-7862. The New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, we meet at 501 Elks Drive. We bought the top floor of the Elks building two years ago, and it's beautiful. We turned it into a church. Um, the Elks moved downstairs. We're, they're, they are great neighbors, and they were so helpful through that whole process. We are um, meeting there, and we have a um, great fellowship hall, Sunday school classes. Uh, t- Sunday morning at 10, we have Sunday school. There are, there are age-defined uh, classes for the children, and then during that time of Sunday school, the adults meet in three open discussion classes. Uh, two are divided by alphabet, and one class that I teach is a basic Bible class, 21 lessons. Uh, if you don't want to come to our church, but you want to learn about the Bible, come at 10 o'clock and be in my basic Bible class. We Lesson one is there is a God. That's how simple it is. And we talk about the Bible. We talk about um, we talk about the cross. We talk about holiness. We talk. It's a very. We talk about the oneness of God. I teach. I've been teaching those twenty-one lessons for a long time, and we just start over. You can jump in any time if you come next Sunday. We're right in the middle of it, but it won't. You won't be confused at all. So that's Sundays at ten o'clock, and then at eleven o'clock is our worship service, five hundred one Elks Drive, and then Wednesday nights at seven thirty. We have a, um, a midweek service, and we many people meet together in prayer at prayer at seven o'clock, and then we have our service at seven thirty during this pandemic. If you come, we are just asking you to make sure to practice um, common sense hygiene. We have uh, alcohol gel at the door. We have somebody manning that. We're asking you to to wash your hands before you come in. We're not taking temperatures at this point. We might. If this pandemic would reach a, a bad level here in our area, we might do that. We might take temperatures at the door and turn away people that have a temperature. Um, here again, I don't want to turn anybody away, but we're just trying to be smart. And then we also um, have asked the elderly and those with health compl- complications to really think about whether they want to come or not. Because I can't stop you from coming. I will not stop you from coming. But I want to warn you that this uh, COVID-19 is way more deadly in those groups of people. I read an article that in Italy, that terrible scourge they had of this COVID-19, ID, uh, COVID this um, scourge said that the average age of death was 80 years old. So you can see where it attacks mostly the elderly. And then also, uh, when you get into our church, we have moved our pews apart and... Um, trying to encourage people to stay distanced apart and then keep your children from touching other the other children and so on. Okay, so I, I've told you a little bit about our church. Just want to kind of wrap up our broadcast tonight. We're talking about a time such as this. We have a purpose. Um, you know, this, this, um, this, this concept that we're talking about is God is continually searching the hearts of men and women uh, calling for the ones that are willing to be chosen. And those that are willing to seize and fulfill their mission, his mission on earth for them. 
You know, and the Bible's full of people. I mentioned Moses. I mentioned Esther. Of course, I mentioned Jesus. I mentioned David. We could talk about Joseph in the Old Testament. How, what a purpose that he had, and he fulfilled the purpose. I mean, even though it brought Joseph into some really hard times, but he fulfilled his purpose. I want to end the program with two stories tonight, and I don't do not think I'm going to play my guitar. So there, again. Uh, there's there was a famous chemist, biologist, a French man named uh, Louis Pasteur. He lived uh, in the 1800s. He died at the end of the 1800s. He was a chemist, a biologist, and he um, really founded the science of microbiology. He uh, proved the germ theory of disease, which was huge. Uh, Invented the uh, process of pasteurization, which I guess maybe that's how they named it that way because his name was Pasteur. Uh, uh, he uh, developed vaccines for several diseases, including rabies. Uh, Louis Pasteur worked for several several years to develop a vaccine for rabies. And when he was working on this, and, and I want to tell you this story, he started to experiment on himself with the vaccine. And right during the experimenting, a nine-year-old boy named Joseph Meister was bitten by a dog that had rabies. Now, the vaccine wasn't ready to release yet, but the boy's mother, Joseph's mother, begged, she begged Pastor to experiment on her son instead of himself. So he injected Joseph Meister for 10 days with this vaccine for rabies, and the boy lived. Now, the reason I'm telling you that story, Joseph Meister did a lot of things in his life, and he's famous for a lot of things. But if you go to his tombstone in France, on his tombstone, it tells his his day of birth, his day of death, and simply says underneath there, Joseph Meister lived. Louis Pasteur felt like his greatest accomplishment in life was this nine-year-old boy lived. You see, there's something bigger. There's more to this life. It's not who dies with the most toys wins. That is so stupid. I mean, I, I, I just, that is so stupid. It's not having your face displayed in a fashion magazine or being a movie star or having your own TV show or being a rock star. It's not the one who had the most money or the most power. But it's the one that has influenced somebody in their life to live forever, influenced them towards Jesus Christ, towards his truth. That's why Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, in verse 6, he said, For I am now ready to be offered. This is probably Paul's last writings. He said, And the time of my departure is at hand. He's going to end up getting killed by a king named Nero. This is what he said, 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is a laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. You see, what was Paul saying? When he said, I have finished my course, what he was saying was, he had finished his purpose, and Paul was ready to go. Brother Schuler, a pastor from Grafton, just texted me. He said he saw a T-shirt one time that said, he who has the most toys still dies. Exactly. Let me finish with one more story. In 1914, there was a ship called the Empress of Ireland. The ship started to go down, I believe, in a storm. There were 130 Salvation Army men there, And not one of those Salvation Army men lived. 
And the reason they didn't live is they gave away all 130 of their life vests, and they made sure everybody else had a life vest. They gave their life vests to other men, to strong men. And these men were like, no, no. And they said, yes, take. And what they were saying to everybody, we can die better than you can. We can die better than you can. And when these people were, when this ship was sinking, the survivors said they could hear these Salvation Army men saying, we can die better than you can. What a way to die. What a way to die. Fulfilling your purpose. Finishing your course. Doing what you set out to do in this life. Influencing people to be in heaven. Does it get any better than that? You moms and dads, you raising those little children, right now that's your purpose. No matter what else you do, you make sure you get the word of God down into their heart, a love for God's people down in their heart, a love for God's church down in their heart. You get that down in their heart, and if bad times, if we are in the end times right now, that'll carry them through. That'll take them through. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this radio broadcast, I ask you, God, to help those that are listening, Lord, those that have maybe fallen into materialism or entertainment or just wasting their life on things that aren't going to matter. God, I just pray that you help them to realize that the real joy comes in having a purpose. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus. So, Honored that you would listen to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I really am. I'm really honored that you would. I don't, I just always wanted to do radio. I've been doing it for 20 years now. I love it. I don't think I'm the best at it. I'm not trying to be humble. I just don't. But it's really an honor to me that you would listen. God bless you. Next week, Mountain Time, 806, Sunday nights. Should be back for another Tell It Like It Is show. And if you if they don't cut me off on Holy or Ghost Radio, I'm gonna play one more song. Good night, folks. Now way back in the country in the woods of Illinois, back where Abraham Lincoln used to run as a boy. Every Sunday night you can follow the crowd to that Pentecost church. On the outskirts of town Owls are wide for running And the seats are comfy I'll show you how we have church Out here in the country Take a little advice from someone who knows.
There's life changing power in the Holy Ghost. You better take your truck, cause a roll's a little bumpy. But that's the way we have church out here in the country. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.